0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire Demasquerade live play podcast. I am Savanna Dracul, your host through this world of dark. Sister Kurt accepted Evangeline and Doris' offer to enter the Night Church as civilians, and led them to a secret room hiding 11 Malkavian refugees, each with peculiar triggers that would pose a risk to the masquerade. Meanwhile, Everett and Val broke in through the back, and after some tense moments, the Sheriff agreed that the Malkavians could stay. But the question remains, how to solve a blood shortage with 11 new citizens? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
1: You all return to the station. You have Sister Kurt along with you. You know that Rosemary Bellevue is currently still in the interrogation room uh, shackled to the desk uh, having been supervised by (laughs) Bart. What is your plan? What are you doing?
2: (laughs) What are we doing, guys? That's a big question. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, I I think Everett would start by saying, uh, um, uh, Sister Kurt, uh, we can get you a cup of coffee or something uh, when you hang out out here. I'd like to see if we can't talk to Rosemary alone uh, before uh, bringing you in. All right. She's, she's okay. You said you kind of,
1: I think you used the term like leaned on her a bit or flexed on her or something like that, but she's,
2: she's fine, right? Yeah, I mean physically she's fine. We're going to check on her how she's doing mentally and emotionally. I'll take the coffee and you you might need to practice
1: your answers a little bit if you want to be a political figure in this town because that was that was appreciably honest, but like not comforting at all. Uh, and she's just going to sit down at a desk and kind of put her head in her hands just just waiting to see what the fuck is going to happen in a minute
3: yep. Doris will kind of like tap pat her shoulder in a kind of a comforting way uh, or let she thinks is a comforting way and just says um oh, i didn't do anything to her that i haven't done to other people who have survived
4: great evangeline is just kind of like opening and closing her mouth realizing like there's just I, I, this is, it, what happened, happened. She just... Oh, she can't save this. Well, Sister Kurt
1: said thank you and is not going to push this any further because every answer is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> wh- who? Who is getting coffee? Who is going in to talk to Rosemary? What's what's happening with the team here?
2: Everett's going to go in to talk.
5: I'll Great. get the fucking coffee. I'm not going to be any help in there. So if you need me, radio me. But otherwise... She's staying away from this situation that she's going to make worse by standing there. So, right.
3: I have a feeling, sir, that she didn't really like me very much. So, I can go in if you like, but also I'm a. Thi- I don't know if we ended things on the nicest note.
2: Uh, I think maybe you should hang out out here, Officer Barbara. Uh, right. and uh, Clark, if you wouldn't mind jo- joining me, yep. I would appreciate
4: yep. it. Yep. Well, yeah, I'll come in.
1: Oh God! All right, <laughs> Everett and Evangeline, you go into the interrogation room. Inside, you find Rosemary Bellevue, exhausted and shackled to a table.
2: And Bart's in there, or she's just solo. Bart's
1: in his office. He's but okay. he, he's he's not in here. Okay. I mean, you assume he's in his office. You don't actually know that, but Bart pretty much lives in his office, and he's got a right. two-way mirror, so he can watch her. Right, also, okay. Rosemary's supremely angry and still sitting, staring down, not looking at you, not saying anything. So I don't think Bart wants
2: to subject himself to that. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go in and uh, uncuff her. I'll, I'll I'll take the cuffs off. She sits exactly still, not moving. Rosemary, we. Uh we found the uh, the Malcavians. Says nothing. They're safe. They're going to stay safe. Says nothing. One thing we don't know yet is where are you getting all that money from? It's not coming from the church. She says nothing. She's not looking up.
4: Miss Bellevue, look by, by now you have to realize like we're we're gonna find the answers. Please please just tell us.
1: Says nothing. Stares down.
4: <sighs> look, we we're we're gonna make these these refugees part of the town. We're gonna find a way. Like they're they're gonna be fine.
1: Uh, Can you roll me? A charisma or composure, depending on where you're at emotionally, uh, and a persuasion. Mm,
4: Charisma. Persuasion. All right. Ooh, that's not great. Two successes.
1: She says, Jack, shit. She is staring down and not responding to you. Can you roll me uh, Evangeline? Because yep. I don't think Everett has this in him. But hey, you know, what, let's let Everett roll too. Maybe you can both try to read into this situation. <laughs> uh, I would accept a wits, uh, and then for Evangeline, I would say awareness.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Everett, I would say wits and streetwise, because I don't think you're as good with feelings. You would be correct.
4: Ugh, one success.
2: Four successes.
1: Okay, Everett, uh, you know that this has gone bad in a previous interrogation, and you know Mm -hmm. that cops are allowed to lie to suspects. So there is a good chance that because she has no reason whatsoever to trust you, that any offer you make in this room or claims of what you found, she has to assume, like, it could be bullshit. So if she says anything, she gives away stuff that at this point, because you know about the refugees, you know she's doing this to protect other people. So she's smart enough to just not talk in an interrogation setup. She can't say lawyer, so she just has silence.
2: All right, uh, Clark, you uh, uh you keep going on here with with Rosemary. I'm gonna step out for a bit.
4: Uh, okay.
1: Meanwhile, uh-huh. uh, inside Barty's office where uh, the sound, thankfully, is off as you step in, Val. The speaker into the the other room is off. Barty's mm-hmm. giving them their privacy. You can see them talking to Rosemary through the window, but Barty's office is where the coffee maker is because there's not really much of a kitchen in this place. You're <laughs> vampires. You don't need a kitchen in this station. True. Uh, Barty's sitting there. He always keeps a little bit of coffee brewing uh, for Troy and the other people around. He doesn't really drink it. He's an iced tea and cigarettes guy. Uh, but as you step in, he's like, hey, can
5: you close
6: the door for a second?
5: Val hesitates internally rolls her eyes that closes the door and she's walking over the coffee machine to like pour coffee but what
6: all right I need your advice on something so it turns out Troy started like an Instagram and a TikTok for Doris's cats and it's becoming real popular and I don't know what's going to happen when she finds out
5: <laughs> he started a fucking a what, what well the fuck he did a cat
6: that? show at the friendship festival and it got kind of popular So, I don't know what the fuck to do, because Doris is going to think that he's stealing her kid's souls or some shit. But he's very, it's it's the first thing the boy's ever been good at.
5: (laughs) Bart, why the fuck do you think I fucking care about this?
6: (laughs) Well, because if Doris kills Troy, it's going to fuck Doris up, and then you're going to have to execute her.
5: val is biting back on a smirk like very entertaining like doris is gonna kill troy (laughs) (laughs) it'll be fucking fine okay just who the fuck do your fucking job barty val's gonna leave
1: (laughs) and barty makes a note to himself on a piece of paper that just says if this goes bad
6: Val approved it.
1: <laughs>
5: <He> <laughs> leaves that for his
1: own records. Uh, and you get to bring the coffee back out. Uh, Doris, you've been sitting with Sister Kurt while Val takes a little longer than you expected with coffee. You've tried right. to comfort the sister. Now you're just in a room with her. Does anything happening? Are you just sitting down? what do you, What do you have at your desk that you may be interacting with? I don't oh, know.
3: Goodness gracious., um,
1: you've got your duck hat back, so know that you're wearing that. Yep, you canonically said that you had a hat with a duck on it when we were at the church. You <laughs> yeah. that Yeah, yeah yep. sure uh-huh. did.
3: Um, good. Um, I think she's showing... I think she's showing Sister Kurt um, uh, very accurate drawings of her cats uh, and telling her the names of all of them. And um, yeah, because the cats obviously aren't in the office right now. That's what she's doing because she's very helpful to the mission.
1: Sister Kurt is way more into this than than Doris thinks. Uh, Doris, can oh. you roll me a wits <laughs> and uh, br- 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 streetwise? Because I don't. <laughs> I think you're awful at reading emotions, so I'm I not going to give no you awareness. Streetwise. Uh, yeah, that feels about right for your ability to read emotions.
3: Yeah. All right. So we're rolling two two dice here. That's one success.
1: Great. You think she really likes cats. This is, this is, there, there's potential in this woman. You know, you hate religion, but you do love cats. So there's mm-hmm. may be someone, I don't know if you're the person who thinks you could save someone else from religion, but maybe down mm. the line, who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val, you come back with coffee, drop it off.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You're hearing the introduction of a lot of cats and then Everett steps out of the interrogation room.
2: Uh, I'm looking for Bart specifically. Uh <laughs> You don't see him, but you would guess he's in his office. Yeah, I'm just going to come out. If nobody's flagging me down for anything, I'm moving over to Bart's office. Which cat are you introducing as Everett crosses the room, Doris?
3: Uh, I would say Augustus.
1: And what, what does Augustus look like? What's what's Augustus's personality? He's
3: very roly-poly. Huh. Uh, he's gray and roly-poly and falls down the stairs a lot.
1: <laughs> roly-poly. Fantastic. Yep falls down. I'm making a note. I'm trying to keep track of as many of your cats as I can.
3: I'm impressed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to succeed, but I'm trying. That's okay. Uh, Everett, you enter the office. Uh, Bart is finishing writing himself a note and then just says, oh, okay,
2: what's going on? Do you need an iced tea? No. uh, Cigarette? I I will never need another iced tea for as long as I live, apparently. So, no. Uh, But
6: you might have needed one for Rosemary. She looks like shit. Yeah, (laughs) she does. Uh, yeah, all right. Second thought, yeah, give me an iced tea. <laughs> all right, here's an iced tea. Here's a cigarette, just in case.
2: Uh, and he's gonna give you a buff, so you got a, an iced <laughs> tea to smoke. All right, thank you. Uh, what do you know about uh, Sister Kurt? Is she like a like a uh, community kind of leader around here? Some church folk tend to l- go that way, you know. Uh,
6: she yeah, want I mean, folks
2: for- to lead her flock or
6: whatever. Yeah, I mean, most people who go to church tend to trust whoever's running the fucking place, so... Yeah, I think think she does okay. Yeah, all right.
2: What do you think of uh, bringing her into the interrogation room, having her talk to Rosemary? Have us
6: cops sit out. About what? Why? What? Rosemary's not talking to us. Okay. Did you do anything bad to her?
2: Yeah, yeah, we did. We forced the information out of her with magic, I guess.
6: Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. She's not going to like that. Uh... No, no. I don't imagine she did. What do you think you're going to get out of letting these two talk? What's What's your end game here?
2: Well, we need to know where all the cash for this blood smuggling ring is coming from. I mean, we figured out who the blood's for. We figured out who was giving it, but there's a money component here that's a complete mystery. And If someone's financing illicit illegal activity in New Haven. We gotta deal with them. I mean, these people have noble intentions, but they all seem
6: to only know a part of the puzzle. So the next piece is money. Yeah, so I mean, fucking, I don't know, Deputy Sister Kurt if she's on your side. Yeah, I mean, she might be. Won't be for long once Rosemary starts talking to her.
2: Well, this is trying to weigh the pros and cons of doing this.
6: Yeah, no offense, this sounds like a dog shit plan. What do hmm. you think? You got a better plan? Well, I mean, what, what the fuck's going on? I, you you fucking left, and then there's a blood shortage and shit? What did you find? I we mean, found, obviously we found that fucking place, but what did Kurt tell you? I didn't know she was involved. Is she involved?
2: Yeah, yeah. found a bunch of Malkavians that she's uh, hiding because they're, uh, I guess they just behave erratically because of being Malkavian, so they're not fit for New Haven. Okay, so did you kill them all? No, no, we didn't do that. Okay,
6: so what are you gonna do with them? I mean,
2: they're fine as is. I mean, I figure we just legitimize the operation. What about the blood shortage? Well, we need to figure that out still, but there are vampires here who are more disruptive than just some folk keeping to themselves.
6: Okay, so that's just a tomorrow problem. Uh, no, no. Um, the, uh, what thing. are they called?
2: The, 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 the Red problem. Pyramid folk. I mean, they're all here causing trouble. They're not contributing in any way. They're just here to track down and kidnap Barbara. I mean, we're, There's I a load know, of they, them for drinking blood. And,
6: they seem to have been building a, a social club. They got their building with the big logo on it. And they were sent here by Tosta Rosa, who's like essentially the prince of this place. So I don't know what the fuck you're going to do about that. Yeah, I don't know either. So your hope is that Sister Kurt is gonna talk to Rosemary and be like, hey, how you doing? Where's the money from? And Rosemary's gonna be like, they tortured me and then it's gonna be bad. I mean, yeah,
2: that's part of it, but I think (laughs) think if we can convince Kurt that getting that information is important, I believe she has what it takes to get it out of Rosemary. She's got a much better reputation than we have.
6: All right, so you kind of got two, two, uh, two, two pads you can wander down here then, in my humble opinion. Oh, God. Uh, he's just going <laughs> to light up
1: two cigarettes and just be smoking them in, with one hand, just both of his
6: mouth. <laughs> and he's going to sip from his iced tea and be like, all right, here's... You could be like, I don't know, a good person and appeal to Sister Kurt's better nature and shit, and maybe she'll help you out with this. Or, oh, God. You can be a vampire and, I don't know, tell Sister Kurt that you'll kill all the Malkavians if you don't get whoever brought you the money. Either way, that might work for you. (sighs) Some days I really hate my fucking job. Oh, yeah, you do? Yeah? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a fucking ghoul. This is a shit fest. (laughs) I just told you to go threaten somebody's life. I work for a police department where we just murder everybody or torture suspects. This shit is fucked. Yeah, and if I, I stop doing this. I'm gonna die. I got about over much fucking ghoul blood is in me, and then these are gonna kill me. Throw yeah, those aren't are helping. I mean, you gotta know that, Bart. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked.
2: All right. How are you holding up in general? Just I'm looking at you and hearing you. You're. I mean, you sound uh, like more of a wreck than usual. Yeah, here's the here's the secret. I'm a wreck all the time. <laughs> all right, Bart. <laughs> Let me know if you need anything. Okay. And I'll I'll leave with this, these grim options. <laughs> I will point out as the
1: storyteller, those are not necessarily your only two options. Those are just the nope. only two options Bart could come up with.
2: No, no, yeah. One of them was basically my idea. The other one was something I, was so unthinkable to me, I hadn't considered it. <laughs> so, yeah. Bart did work under a different sheriff for a while. Yeah, yeah. Come back out.
1: And we'll come to that in a second. Because while that has been (laughs) happening, Evangeline, you've been left alone in a room with Rosemary, who is sitting silently staring at the floor.
7: Greetings, children of the night. It is I, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. I used to host Blood and Syrup, but now I spend all of my time in the Dum Dums and Dragons Patreon. Yes, for just the cost of one dollar, one, ah, ah, ah. You can join the Patreon, get into the Discord, and talk to other fans about everything that's happening in your favorite shows. Alternatively, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds. You can add names and locations to the shows. Or, at the $25 level, you can even create your own NPC of darkness. Or light, or whatever various lighting solution you want. You create your character, and they appear in one of our shows, causing all forms of shenanigans. And your name Ends up in the credits It's a pretty sweet deal In any case Join our Patreon of Darkness At patreon.com Slash Dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E Sleep well Children of the night Ah, ah, ah Spooky
1: Everett has just walked out
4: Yeah, um Evangeline takes the uh, other chair and just moves it to the corner of the room and just kind of sits down, kind of legs together, kind of like hands folded in her lap, just like trying to be as small as possible.
1: Okay, just for my brain so I can picture this room, we've got the door and then directly beside the door is the the two-way mirror. A yeah. uh, Rosemary is sat opposite the two-way mirror facing towards it at a table. Which corner of the room are you in? Are you mirror and door, mirror and wall, or are you sitting behind Rosemary? I mirror, doubt you're doing that. No, I just no, to no, clarify. mirror and wall. Cool. Yeah. Do you say anything? Do you sit there? What do you do?
4: Um. Uh. She definitely, like, sits there for, like, a good minute. And then... uh. so um miss bellevue how long have you been doing the therapy thing
1: no response
4: thought about doing therapy but i don't know i heard be positive and like i didn't think about the pun and it just sounded like too cheery do you find that drives away a lot of people?
1: Can you roll me a <sighs> charisma? I guess we'll say persuasion.
4: Yep. God, I'm rolling like shit today. That's seven dice, two successes. Oof.
1: Nothing. You get nothing back.
4: Wonder if Teddy's ever gone to therapy
1: meanwhile outside Everett you are reapproaching the other officers minus Evangeline yeah, who's in the room also yes. Kurt's in the room with the other officers so if you want to have a conversation with them
2: without Kurt, you're gonna to have to take them somewhere else <clears throat> uh I'll have this conversation in the open yeah i'll uh I'll walk in there and say um Well, we're having a hard time uh, getting Rosemary to really say anything right now. She's really clammed up. She doesn't trust us, which, understandable. My read of it is that she's thinking, you know, she's doing this to protect other people. So anything she says to us, you know, we could be promising her all kinds of stuff, but this is New Haven. We are essentially Camarilla, so anything we promise can be Taken away could be a lie, so why tell us anything? Which is why I'm leaning towards having someone not of this police station try and speak to her. I'm thinking about you, Sister Kurt.
1: All right, what what do you need from her, and what happens
2: when you get it? We need information on where she's getting her money from. She was paying a lot of money to people to... Give up their blood. Blood that was used to feed your Malkavian refugees. Now, what we're looking for is where that money's coming from. And if we don't know that, we can't really continue with this investigation. Uh,
1: So what happens when you find the person who's given you this money?
2: Well, we go where the evidence and information takes us. If it goes further than that, we investigate further, but... You know, someone who's financing illegal activities in New Haven, we we got to come down on them in some way.
1: Yes, my question is, how do you come down on them? Because you've said, I'll be all right, and you've said, Rosemary will be all right. And I could maybe help you get that information, but if it's going to lead to someone's death, I can't help you.
2: Well, I can't promise that we're not going to have to use force. I mean... Just the other night, we had to deal with Note Nostra, drug smugglers. Uh, uh trying to send drugs, uh, uh, a, a new kind of drug, into the city. We had to stop them. They fired on us. We fired back. That kind of thing is this is comes with being a New Haven police officer. Yes, but I'm
1: I'm not a New Haven police officer, and I don't like. As I said, I believe all life is equally valid, and this is a person who's donated money. To help save refugees. Which means either they're a virtuous person or they're an evil person doing a virtuous thing. And either way, I don't want to see them dead.
2: Hmm. So your cooperation with the sheriff of New Haven has conditions. Yes, Is that right? my, my cooperation with anyone has conditions. That's called being alive. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. So here's where the investigation stands right now. We're trying to figure out who's responsible for all this. Person financing this activity holds more responsibility, in my opinion, as sheriff than the people who didn't know the full picture and who were acting on noble intentions. So I can, in my authority, be more lenient with you and Rosemary say. Now, initially with my limited information, I thought Rosemary was solely responsible. And so, I behaved, uh, this whole station behaved in a much more firmer way because we thought we had the one and only criminal on our hands. We got more information out of her and the things changed. So I'm fine to give Rosemary safety and sanctuary now. What happens though is if this is where the investigation stops, you and Rosemary are responsible for a blood smuggling ring and for housing illegal refugees in New Haven. And as sheriff, I will have certain responsibilities that I need to carry out for the safety of everyone in New Haven who all have a right to live. I supplied the money. That's a lie and we know that.
1: (laughs) Was all my idea. Was all me, top to bottom. Rosemary was someone I fooled into participating. I've been collecting money from the general community, no specific person. I will not name names. It's me. Do what you need to do.
2: Why are you doing this,
1: Kurt? It was all me. Also, as I told you, I can't lead to anyone's death. So threaten what you need, but make sure you're threatening me. Rosemary had nothing to do with it. She was my
6: pawn.
2: Uh, I'm going to... um... I'm going to ask the other officers to leave. Val, Barbara, can you step outside, please? Shut the door behind you.
5: Right? Sure, Sheriff. <laughs> Whatever he needs to do.
1: Val and Doris, are you going back into the evidence room? Are you going into the cells? Are you going out front? Where Where are you going? Or are you just going into Barty's office?
3: Oh. <laughs> I don't think Doris would want to go back into the cells because she knows that that's where Val's kid is. Um, <laughs> oh, Doris, your apartment
1: is also upstairs, so you could actually just go home.
3: Oh, that's true.
5: Um, Val, Val will walk out front. <laughs> just stand outside.
3: Yeah, I, no, I, I think I think Doris would go with Val.
1: Doris and Val, you are outside, having been asked to leave during a rather contentious like interrogation of mm. Sister Kurt. But you are also in your own emotional place, which is very different than Everett and Evangeline, who have, I would argue, different morals than both of you do, though mm-hmm. yours are different from each other. Do you say anything? What are your reactions stepping out of this room after this talk?
3: I don't think anything good's going to happen. <laughs> I wonder what we're going to find when we step back inside.
5: I just... Dealing with kindred, dealing with other kindred makes so much more fucking sense. Like. I agree. All these humans, it's just fucking annoying.
3: They're very complicated. I don't quite understand their morals. She's obviously trying to protect someone. Hmm. I wonder if he's going to threaten to... That's what I would do. I wonder if he's going to threaten to kill the refugees. Like one by one though, not all at once. Sometimes (laughs) you only have to cut off one finger. To get what you want? Do you understand?
5: Yeah, I understand, Doris. I just... I don't think any of the humans here fucking understand the knife's edge that this whole goddamn city is standing on. I agree. Acting like it matters if they save a handful of Malkavians when every fucking person here could be dead. I agree. <sighs> Stupid fucking town.
1: And we come <laughs> back into the cell where Evangeline is sitting in the corner. What's going on, Evangeline? You're sitting here in silence. You've tried to to create some kind of conversational bridge uh, and it has been refused. Also, it's taking longer than you expected for things to happen outside.
4: Yeah, so do you know what? Evangeline will just talk to herself. She'll just muse, muse aloud because this is this seems pointless. This is pointless. This person's not going to talk. But you know what? She started a thread and she's going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd love to hear some of this thread.
4: Uh, I mean, like, it must be difficult living with a vampire. I mean, like, everyone... I, I assume you see, like, a lot of mortals, right? And they're talking about, like, you know, what it's like to live in town, you know, with vampires as neighbors, but like what about people who like have vampires living in the same house? I mean, you know, it's like they're they're going to die and and then the like kindred that they're with are just going to like stay the same. I mean, like, you know, dead but like not dead. Um like that's gotta weigh on you, right? Right? I assume so. I don't know, Teddy seems so like, just like chill with everything. And I don't know if he's doing that for me cause like I've been having such a hard time. I don't know, is he telling me everything? I don't know. I've never been to therapy but, is like talking, do I just talk to him? Is that just, is that the answer? Is it like as simple as that? Is is that, do I just need to have the conversation? Because I also just like don't want to break something up if he's not thinking about it and then. Uh- Can
1: you roll me a, <laughs> a uh oh man. This will be manipulation and persuasion.
4: Okay. garbage roll one success dice are not in my favor today you still
1: get nothing don't think about it being the dice against you think about it as rosemary's determination to keep malkavians alive
4: this this lady oh my goodness
1: and we cut back outside to the central area where we have everett and sister kurt
2: alone uh i will grab a chair drag it across the office sit it down in front of her and sit down in front of her
1: When you say in front of her, I just want to be clear. Are you one foot away? Are you three feet away? Like, what's the exact physical relation?
2: I am close to her. I would like to be speaking in, like, a low voice. I don't want anyone to hear what the conversation we're having.
1: Super, yeah. So you're close, but not in a menacing way of close, in a, like, confessional way of close. Yeah.
2: Yep. I'll sit down and I'll say, um, let me get this straight. Your condition of cooperating with us in good faith is that we don't kill anyone involved in this investigation. Is that correct?
1: Or torture or dismember or whatever other, you know, negative consequence there could be in terms of life and limb. I want to jail them I, I, if they committed a crime. I guess. It's, it, it still feels weird. They donated money to help refugees, and I don't think anybody should go to jail for that, especially if you're going to give us a pass and the refugees get to stay. You've acknowledged it's a morally correct thing to do.
2: Well, honestly, I mean, even if we wanted to put them in jail, we've got about six sales back there, so they'd be full pretty quick. Look, if you guarantee your full cooperation with the sheriff's office in this investigation... And going forward, because I'm going to need a bit more from you. I promise you that the fate of whoever's involved in this will be in your hands, not mine. I will let you decide what happens to them. They'll be under your care. Done. Good. Now, I got a couple more things to ask of you. It's part of this deal we're putting together, you and I. All right, I'm listening. We need to walk out of here, and you need to give the impression that I didn't make a deal with you. You need to give the impression that I exerted my authority on you. Because if I look weak in front of the people who really make decisions around here, you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about princes, I'm talking about the people who lead the different clans, those people, if the sheriff looks weak to them, this whole town is done, it's dust Scorched earth.
1: Can your officers know about the deal? Otherwise, it's tough for me to overrule them if the fate rests in my hands.
2: The three other officers you've spoken to today can know about it Officer Miller, Officer Barbara, and Officer Clark. That's fine. The mortal
1: mortal officers don't do any of the, the big nasty shit, so that's fine.
2: All right. Shake on it. Put my hand out.
1: Oh, yeah, she'll shake.
2: Uh, and right. then
1: she'll say, all right, uh,
2: shit, I'm going to need you to hit me.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Because if I get hit, then I don't say
2: anything people that assume the worst. All right, yeah, you won't. I mean, I... I've never negotiated this kind of thing with somebody. What you want, closed fist, open hand? I don't. It's got.
1: I. I don't know. I haven't done beatings before. Uh, You're asking to get hit. Fine. How do you want to get hit? I they don't. They do it in the movies. I don't know. It's probably the. It's going to have to be the face, or no oh. one will see it, and it's probably going to have to be closed fist because it's needed to leave, leave a mark that people can see for a while. All right, should we ask somebody else to do this if you're not the experienced puncher? Like, do you have a puncher <laughs>
2: in the crew? Yeah, we got a puncher. She'll blow your fucking head off. <laughs> okay, not that one then. I guess it's gotta be you. All right, clench your jaw. Oh, damn it, this oh, is God. gonna suck.
1: Uh, and she's gonna clench her jaw. Can you and roll I... me? A <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no. strength
2: uh, and brawl.
5: Oh, God. No.
2: Strength and brawl. Gets one point when I'm fighting Kindred, so it's actually nothing in Brawl, which is great.
1: Uh, I would also accept athletics. Uh, This is not like a traditional fight attack. This is
2: someone holding still you're trying to hit. Are are my successes going to work against us narratively in this sense? Because I want as shitty roll as possible if we're talking about mitigating damage to someone's face. (laughs) Okay, so here's... here's, I think this is where I got to figure out exactly.
1: Because, like, Sister Kurt is like fuck that face up. What is your goal with this roll and then we can build the die roll around
2: this. My goal is leave a mark.
1: Okay, <laughs> wait. Can you roll me a wits and insight?
4: Okay. This is fucked up, man.
2: <laughs> it's consensual for, for once.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: An awareness, you say? Uh, in, uh, wits and
2: insight. I'm sorry, what's it insight? I'm just looking for insight. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, Jesus. All of them came up over five.
1: You realize you should not hit Sister Kurt before she goes and talks to Rosemary. You should hit Sister Kurt afterwards because if you send her in with a bruised face, Rosemary won't believe shit.
2: Okay, great. She's got her her her. She's got her face scrunched up. She's like Aww. waiting for it, and like I'm right there with my fist, <laughs> like, and I'm like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> Talk to Rosemary first. We've we've burnt that bridge. That is no go. Her and us. We what that that is bad blood. There, I can't have you looking all marked up and coming in to try and get information out of her. I oh, will dear, you dear later. God, yes,
1: you're correct. Okay, yeah, we'll do God, it after. I out. can't believe I just Sorry. said that. This is, I know, it's an intense moment for both of us, but just let me say this to you, and it may come across as different, but it seems like you're making some excellent strides towards becoming an even better person, and I'm very proud of you.
2: Now, I'll go talk to Rosemary and see what I can do. Yeah, we'll see how long the city of New Haven can handle my personal development. <sighs> Maybe 10 minutes, maybe forever. But if you're saving your soul, you're
1: making the right decision. Uh, and then Sister Colonel, get up and go into the interrogation room. So. Uh, hello, Evangeline. Uh, Rosemary. Uh Evangeline, if you step out, this might be a little easier for this conversation.
4: Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, yeah. And Evangeline is just all flustered now and goes out.
1: Great. And she'll watch
4: watch through the window, though.
1: Watch through the window? Okay, so you're going around to Barty's office. Everett, what is your plan? I'm going to watch for Barty's office, too. Great. Do you tell Doris and Val anything (laughs) or do you leave them in the parking lot not thinking about it?
2: Uh... (laughs) Uh, yeah i don't think i i i didn't tell them where to go i don't know like i walk out and they're not there i'm like all right i gotta we she, she's going in there i gotta go so yeah I, <laughs> so you, you just circle around uh, you know what? i'll radio i'll, I'll radio oh, okay there we go yeah oh. I, I forgot that that we have that <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah just a quick uh uh just a quick message on the radio just like uh kurt's going in to talk to rosemary come on back So I'm imagining everyone's
1: in Barty's office.
4: Mm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: During Barty's office, I'm not going to act out a whole scene where these two have a conversation. uh, That would be completely (laughs) insane for six minutes. Uh, Basically, (laughs) what you end up overhearing is Sister Kurt eventually convincing Rosemary of the truth, that the situation has been resolved, that immunity has been promised, the Malkavians will be let back to the B-positive therapy where this will all just be engaged with and supported by the city, that the blood thievery can be done, that basically they just become legitimate citizens under a more limited and strict form of life. It takes a while for her to convince Rosemary that she is not here under duress, and there are a bunch of psychological tests carried out on Sister Kurt to make sure she is not being mind-controlled because Rosemary does not know the level of mind control that Doris is capable of. Uh, But it all comes through and the test is passed, and basically Rosemary reveals that all of the money that has been provided over time was provided by Horatio Sundrop, you all know Horatio Sundrop. Uh, for those of you who have been in New Haven the whole time, Horatio is the leader of the Malkavians. So, one that's uh, like he's a person who sits on the town council. He is eccentric. Mm-hmm. He has been described simultaneously, due to the joys of multiple storytellers, as looking like Zachary Quinto or as looking like Danny DeVito. You know, those two very comparable human <laughs> beings. So, imagine just a blend yeah. between the two Zachary DeVito, Danny Quinto, just somewhere in the mm-hmm. middle. Uh, also famous because his Malkavian uh, compulsion is his puppet Bergamo that he keeps with him at all times. Everett, you know Horatio because you met Horatio at the spa. Uh, it was part of your interrogations about the massacre at the town hall meeting. Uh, you did not have a ton of luck getting information out of Horatio, but you almost cracked Bergamo before things went bad and you just had to make some decisions. But mm. that is Horatio. That is the the big learning that you get from the rest of the conversation was Horatio basically approached Rosemary Horatio was the one who supplied the money, but Horatio kept himself and the vampires uninvolved other than checking in. None of the other Malkavians, as far as Rosemary knows, knew what was going on. It seemed like Horatio had really kind of compartmentalized this so it would exist somewhere with as few leaks as possible. He did not even know that Sister Kurt was involved. He had just set it up with Rosemary, and then Rosemary had brought on Sister Kurt as like a backup in case something went wrong.
6: That's what you learn in Barty's office. Okay. Well, that's a lot less fucking spooky than I thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, maybe it's just going to get scary later. <laughs> anyway, I'll uh, I'll come out and uh, collect Kurt, and I think we can release Rosemary in pretty short order, too. I'm thinking we should release her into Sister Kurt's custody. Uh... She take care of her, look after her. She obviously cares for her very much. And uh also uh you know, if she acts out or acts up or anything like that, we can we can bring her to, to Sister Kurt in that way. Talk about maybe not necessarily
6: executing folk if they uh break the law. Okay, so Kurt and Rosemary can go. Yeah. What about William Walker?
4: What about Horatio Sundrop? Where is he?
6: Well, that's what we got to figure out next.
4: Oh, okay. I just—I
6: mean, you could—you could just call him. He's like part of the town.
2: Uh, uh yeah, he's a—he's a leader of the Malkavian clan. I figure he's enough of a fixture that, you know, someone knows where he is, or he's got a regular
6: address. You can also just summon him. What do you mean summon? You make a call and you say, I'm the sheriff, come to the station. He's gotta okay. fucking show up. everyone
2: ever looks at like Doris, like, what do you mean summon? No,
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I if I could summon people, sir, I'd be doing it all the time.
2: Well that uh all right, well that sounds fine then. Having him come here seems seems like a good idea. Uh about William Walker, I think he's I think he's done as well. We got all the information we can out of him, and he seems largely harmless i think we just let him go with a lesson that his blood goes to the hospital he does not sell his blood okay
6: do you want to tell him that or should i do it now you got it bart it's fine oh although what were were you gonna say
3: (laughs) no i was gonna say i think val should do it just to remind him of what he's lost already and what he stands to lose if he doesn't follow our orders you smashed, bu- that- you smashed a bunch of his shit. That's
6: what right, I'm okay. saying. Okay, so, sheriff, do you want me to go tell him, or do you want Val to threaten him? You go tell him, Bart. That's that's fine. You All can right. just
2: throw in there that Officer Miller could pay him another visit if he does not donate his blood to the hospital like he's supposed to as a citizen of New Haven. Okay, I'll, I'll gently threaten him. That's fine. It's I, a kind I can do threat. It. It's
3: Thank a kind you. threat.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, and he just opens his office door, and as you hear it, like as it swings shut behind him, you hear him go, "Welcome!" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's yelling as he crosses to the cells, uh, and you have a moment with just the four of you in this office.
2: <clears throat> All right, I made a deal with uh, Sister Kurt in there. We got her cooperation uh, because we're gonna we're gonna try not to kill the person responsible for all of this. So, so far that's looking like Horatio Sundrop. That's going to be a pretty easy promise to keep because I bet we'd make some real waves if we executed the leader of a clan. So that's where we're at with her. We're going to get her cooperation on the condition that we don't kill the people involved in this blood smuggling ring. I said their fate's going to be her responsibility and I think that, uh, I think that because it's her, she'll take that responsibility quite seriously.
3: And she's not going to tell you when you made a deal, is she? Because that's a bad habit to get into with all due respect, sir.
2: Yeah, I know. I made her promise me that if anyone asks, we, uh, we flexed on her and she cracked. In fact, I actually owe her a punch in the face after this. Uh, oh, what? She asked for what? it. Not in like the she- way that a guy says when he hits someone that they Ugh. were asking for it, but in like she formally requested that I hit her in the face.
3: I understand, but it makes sense. Well, okay. Huh. Humans are strange. <laughs> Fuck. You're yeah, a they human, are.
2: Or, or were, right? You know that.
3: A long time ago.
2: Why does that have to change?
3: Oh, you forget, Mr. Fry. You forget what it's like.
2: I what? don't think what? I've learned what it's like fully and I hope I never do.
4: Hmm.
2: So which of you goes to let them
1: out of the interrogation room? Or all of you, I mean, realistically it could be. Just all uh, four of our heads poking yeah. in the door. Just <laughs> the all four hands. Like all and then we, team, and yeah. one person at a
3: time says,
4: you're free to go. <laughs> 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 uh evangeline will
2: we'll go that sounds great
1: <laughs> great she you you go and let them out sister kurt helps rosemary out and says now to be clear i have to make it look like i did not make a deal with them so i'm gonna get hit in the face but don't worry entirely my idea uh, and she goes over to you everett and she's like please
2: make this one count so we don't have to do two uh-huh. in front of every all right <laughs> all right on three One, two, and I punch her. (laughs) Great. Let's do this. Roll then. Uh, It'll be strength based,
1: uh, unless you want to try to pull it. In which case, we would switch to dexterity. Uh, Up to you. I want to pull. Great. So dexterity, and then I would say either melee or brawl.
2: Ah, they're both the same. We'll say melee. (laughs) Brawl seems too visceral. Just really, just the (laughs) word itself. This is just a dexterous melee strike.
3: Melee sounds so cute. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Two failures. That's all I rolled. Two dice. So two failures. Oh,
4: God. (laughs) No.
1: You punch her in the face and she just goes, oh, shit. And then she she gets up and it clearly hurt like hell, but there is no mark whatsoever (laughs) on her. And she's like, She looks in a mirror, like, it looks at one of the computer screens. There's no mark. She's like, oh, God, you need to do it again.
2: What? It clearly... Oh.
1: There's no mark. You have to make it look like a thing.
2: All right, get back over here, I guess. The other three (laughs) of you have watched
1: the sheriff punch someone in the face, but screw it up and now have to punch Sister Kurt again. All right, let's go for it.
4: Evangeline Mm. just has, is like Kevin McAllister hands, just like, what? This is horrifying. (laughs)
2: One success and one failure on two dice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You sock her again. And there is just like the world's smallest bruise. And she's like, okay, you're out. Who's the fucking puncher?
5: Fucking hell, Sheriff Fry.
2: Don't, don't kill her. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. She needs to be able to walk out of here. You understand?
5: Yeah. So my my vampire power, I don't have to activate it. The one that does extra okay. damage to mortals.
1: Correct. You do not have to activate that so one. So
5: I will not do that. I think Val's way of doing it would be basically to put her forearm up and then pull Sister Kurt into her forearm, like hitting her <laughs> arm.
1: Great. So not it's, try to it's,
5: punch her directly. It's
1: a, it's a bicep curl more <laughs> than a elbow to the face.
5: Yes. Yes. Exactly. I like that.
1: Strength and athletics. All right. Because this oh, is not a fighting move.
5: All right, good. Because I don't want it to be. <laughs> that is.
4: If God, if anyone was looking in the window, like.
1: <laughs>
3: I mean, to be clear, Rosemary is watching. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They'd see a very effective intimidation
3: interrogation.
5: Okay, well, this this works out. Because I got four successes, but two ones. So I got two successes. Two not a Hunger successes. Dice one. <laughs> just two successes.
1: There we go. Bam. <laughs> Black eye, busted nose, but it's all like the superficial version of that. You, you managed to line things up perfectly to do the maximum amount of showy damage,
5: but the wanted. minimum
1: amount of permanent damage. Uh, maybe, maybe Everett softened things a little bit for you, <laughs> uh, but completely <laughs> unlikely. Uh, so Sister Kurt gets herself bandaged up uh, and she and Rosemary walk out. William Walker leaves a few minutes later. Very confident that he will be turned into a vampire by Bart. He doesn't entirely understand who is or is not a vampire in this place. And Bart's just
6: like, sure, whatever, get out.
1: Uh, and, and William Walker goes, uh, Val, do you have any parting words for William Walker as he exits?
5: I is, I think it's words. I think it's the stare down. There's just <laughs> a vampire stare down as he's walking out, but not, nothing to say.
1: Can you roll me a... Manipulation and intimidation.
5: All
1: right. And I have to figure out the equivalent roll. D- 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 Would stupidity. this count?
5: This is just normal intimidation, not physical intimidation.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean it's physical. You're looking at I me. Mean, you're not. You're not okay. saying the word. It. It's, it's all about your
5: presence. It's two successes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. no! William
1: Walker, who rolled a, a oh, crit no. success. Uh, Just looks at you and gives you a knowing nod because he is also a vampire and he appreciates that you are a vampire friend and he exits great leaving you all closing in on the necessary trip to Calgary and also with the knowledge that Horatio Sundrop was involved in this whole thing and you're not sure what you can do to bring him to justice.
0: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Del Tastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter. at Dum Dum Dice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash DumDumDice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash DumDumDice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of dark.
1: OMG! It's Big Nick, D and D and things. Norma Byers, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre Degatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, and Jillian Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreoncom slash dice Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.